who cares what these celebrities think? Who cares, who cares, who cares? And I'm like, well, millions of people do. Howdy, folks. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. This is the Virtue Signal. And let's see, I caught on, uh, Bill, I caught uh, Tom McDonald. I guess his name is Tom McDonald. I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm old fuddy duddy, man. I hadn't heard of Tom McDonald. And uh, Tom, yeah, it, <laughs> he's got this, uh, uh, I guess he's, he's been in a rap game for a little while. And, uh, but his tweet that, that uh, a lot of people, particularly on the, on the right wing, are going gaga over is uh, the one we're going to show you right now. Check it out. My generation got our driver's license at 14, had a job at 16, and moved out at 17. Your generation is still trying to define what a woman is and living in your parents' basement until you're 35. My generation grew up on uncensored everything. Your generation censors everything. My generation shot guns, rode dirt bikes, and went camping for fun. Your generation stares at your phone all day and dances on the internet in your sister's underwear. My generation knew how to make decisions, important ones. Your generation can't even decide which bathroom to use. My generation wants the truth and the facts, no matter how uncomfortable they are. Your generation is so offended that the truth and the facts don't support whatever outlandish bull is floating around in your imagination that you've started labeling everything that you don't agree with as misinformation. My generation has two genders. Your generation has 89,347 and counting. My generation judges people on whether or not they're an asshole. Your generation judges people on race, weight, Religion, sex, gender, financial standing, something that they tweeted 20 years ago in grade eight when they were drunk for the first time. Your generation cancels everything you don't agree with. My generation doesn't give a fuck about the things we don't agree with. Beat it, loser. My generation fights for the right to party. Your generation doesn't fight, doesn't like having rights, and doesn't like to party. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Mm-mm. Makes feel all ooey gooey inside, don't it? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I like, um, I do like a lot of what he's saying. And, and a lot of people think, Bill, a lot of people think that he's a Gen Xer. Uh, he's not. I don't, I don't know what generation he's talking about or, or taking credit for, but he sounds like, cause like, especially when he invokes like the Beastie Boys, that's my generation, man. That's Gen X. Um, so it's, it's almost like, Hey man, are you, are you trying to, you trying to take you bite you biting our rhymes, man. You biting Gen- Generation X's rhymes. You can't be doing that, man. Um, but like I said, first up, I want I do appreciate a lot of what he's saying. He's, he is saying a lot of truth about um, you know whether it be millennials, which I reckon he is. He's nineteen eighty eight, so he's a millennial, uh, and uh, which I guess is basically the younger sibling of of Generation X. And then you have your Gen Zers, which would be the children uh, of Generation X. So. But he's not one of us and not saying that to be all exclusive. You're not one of us or anything like that. You know, I don't want to be like all snooty clickish and whatnot. But, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, what what can we appreciate from what it is um, that he's saying in that video? Well, first of all, um, watching it filled me with joy, hmm. uh, filled me with joy and surprise. And the surprise comes from the fact that I first saw this guy and I thought, this is the kind of guy I should be telling to get off my lawn. And there he is standing there telling other people to get off my lawn. Uh, So that made me happy. Um, The thing that's so striking about this is, as you mentioned, is is how young this guy is. And what I am able to extrapolate from that is that this, look, every generation in human history 
has felt that they're better than the next generation, that the next generation is weak and soft and stupid and lazy and all. It just, it's just human nature. But what this is telling me is, is that this general biological imperative of thinking that the people who come after you are not as tough as you are, which is good, actually, when you think about it, it means life is improving. Um, that there seems to be like this kind of steady line of, oh, you know, the best way I ever heard this, this thing I'm trying to describe explained was in a, a book, strange book. And it said that he was probably, there was probably a time back when they were, when they were marching around the walls of Jericho and some flinty old Israelite surgeon, uh, sergeant said, oh, trumpets. I remember when we used to hack down the walls with our, with our bare fists, right? That, that kind of thing, right? It's always easier for the next generation. But clearly what this guy is saying is, no, he's young enough so that there is a sharp break, not a, not a spectrum, not a slope, a drop between, between a certain age group because he doesn't seem old enough to be quite, he doesn't seem old enough to be sitting in a chair yelling, get off my lawn the way that I am. And he feels the exact same way that I do. In fact, I felt like he was speaking for me. The guy's got, a, well, you said 88, right? So he's 30 years younger than me. He's half my age. And he feels exactly the way I do about this current Gen Z phenomenon. And the thing I keep coming back to is, is that the Gen Z phenomenon, the Gen Zers didn't ask to be raised this way, but something happened. Mm -hmm. And it, it happened during the Obama years, you know. That's when that's when things really started to institutionalize a lot of these destructive ideas, unionize them, you know. And then now, the most radical people I see, I've become a fan of a guy on um, a YouTube guy called, uh, he's got a channel called Odin's Men where he looks at, you, at TikTok videos. He has a former Marine, he's my age or older. And watching a lot of, current TikTok videos through his channel, because I don't have the strength to do it by myself, uh, makes me realize that the people who are the most radical, the most, are right we, are going, we are going to take your children away from you and we're going to raise them our way and there's nothing you and your guns can do about it. It seems to me like every single one of these people are actual teachers that are actually in school teaching, you know? And this is inconceivable to me. But it's clearly true. You see these teachers saying, oh, so Florida's got a don't say gay law, doesn't it? Well, actually, it doesn't, but we'll play along. They talk about all the secret ways that they managed to get the message in there in their classroom. Here's a here's how I've hidden the, the, the pride flag so that the, you know, so that the fascists under DeSantis won't, you know, interrupt my um, program of remolding your kids away from you and your fascist, you know, image. This... This thing is is relatively new, this thing. And seeing how somebody who's 30 years younger than me was responding to it the same way that I did is telling me that, like I said, that this isn't just a standard kind of a next generation, next generation kind of thing. He's seeing the same kind of things that I'm seeing, and that is that things have taken a dramatic turn for the worse in a very short period of time.
Indeed, man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that somebody has this epiphany and uh, in, in saying the things that we've been saying ever since he was in grade school. Uh, so it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost like, man, you've been, you've been watching our videos. Have you been watching our videos and decided you're going to put some beats to it? But anyway, uh, we've been, I mean, we've been saying this stuff for a while. But like I said, I'm glad that he's he's, uh, you know, he's seeing these things this way. My a, a big part of my contention with it, though, is that I can't be a part of a generation talking about the next generation and how bad, you know, or how off the deep end that they've got it or anything like that and sit there and boast about my generation. My generation did this and my generation did that and my generation did this. But the sad thing is that the thing that I cannot boast about is passing that on to the next generation. We dropped the ball there. We can't, you know what I'm saying? Aren't we supposed to be like the adults in the room who are supposed to be able to herd these these cats in and, and say, hey, man, this is how it's supposed to be. I don't want to be the person who says that this generation is messed up. I want to be able to say they're doing it better. But I can't say that. And they're not doing it better because we didn't teach them. Right. We shipped them off to other people to teach them who are Correct. screwed up. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. So we did that. So I can't like say for it's even with me, man. And I used I used to be a teacher. And um, I taught I taught uh, martial arts. I even taught martial arts, you know, at a college for a moment. But you know what? One, like, say for let, let me put it like this: I used to on my brochures, man, on my brochures, I had a pentagram, right, upside down pentagram, looked like Baphomet, right, <clears throat> looked like Baphomet, and it had the symbols in Hanzi or in in uh, Chinese. And it have the symbols for, you know, the five animals, you know, Shaolin. Now, for I decided that I would make that for myself. But the bottom line was that the image was satanic. But I would try to justify it. Now, here it is. I'm expecting that people should send their kids to me to influence them. How self-righteous and selfish was that? You know, so I have to even admit, even in my day, when I had influence over children, I was a person who should not have had influence over them. So, and I remember even um, there was a, um, a parent, she, she really enjoyed my message though, you know, that in terms of like, you know, the discipline and all that sort of stuff. She really enjoyed that. And she was like, I would love it if you came and you taught at my school, right? I came to find out that it was uh, um, King's something. It was, um, it was a Christian school. So I went there to go teach, you know, to talk, you know, with, with the principal and stuff like that. And he asked me if I was a believer. And I said, no, right? Man, it was it was almost like he wanted to cry, you know, because it was like, you know, this one of one of my students and teachers. I mean, she just she she adores you. She thinks that your teachings are amazing. Um, But if your if your teachings are not based on this, you know, what are you really teaching? And for me, I was offended. I was like, what's wrong with my message? So so what about where the message is coming from? So what? You know, and then looking back on it, I had to realize it's like, look, man, my message really was not solid. My message was really it was more self-based than anything else. And I really shouldn't have had, <clears throat> you know, that kind of influence without this. You know, what I'm saying I don't and not to say that they didn't learn anything useful from me, you know, or some sort of direction. But it's built on sand, though. So all I'm saying is, Bill, it's like I'm looking at, you know, what my generation had, like my generation wasn't, you know, uh, we weren't saints. I mean, we had transgenderism in, you know, back in the 80s. We had Culture Club, had Dead or Alive. You know, we had the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We had that stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, all that stuff. Fun. Now you that know, you mentioned it, yeah. You know, we had all that stuff, and Nobody too. had the slightest problem with that. Right? But the thing is, 
That is the insidious seduction of it. It gets in and it will turn into a problem. I mean, man, I can I can recite every flipping song from the Rocket Horror Picture Show. Right. I can sing Frank. I can sing Frank and jams like nobody's business. But at the same time, I realize it's like, look, man, um, really, that's not healthy. You know, it's, it was it was a time in my life, you know, and I had fun and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, I can't deny where it leads. I can't deny that. You know, so anyway, that's just uh, so far. That's my, my ramblings on it. But what do you think, man? Well, I think so. If I had to really put it into words, I'd have to say, um, you know, your mission is a failure. Your lifestyle's too extreme. <laughs> I'm your new commander. You now are my prisoner. We return to Transylvania. Prepare the transit beam. That's what I would say. Uh, you went riffraff on me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there... Yeah, you know, y'all, you know, I want you to imagine uh, Bill sitting there and, and underneath where you see he's got on heels. Uh, <laughs> I think, look, everybody's allowed to make, not only are you allowed to make mistakes when you're young, that's what being young is for. I've said so many times that when I was in my 20s surrounded by theater people, I passionately believed in things I knew nothing about. My first vote was for McGovern because he said he would raise taxes. Uh, and that was not a problem for me because I wasn't paying any taxes. But I was never anti-American. I was never anti-military. And I was never anti-business. In other words, I was badly misinformed, uninformed, uneducated or whatever. But my heart was in the right place. And the same with you. You know, you you your story about, um, you know, where did this teaching come from and the, the whole pentagram thing? These are things that are that are mistakes of young people and wisdom does not come quickly or easily as a general rule, but your heart's in the right place. And that's why people who did have a strong moral code were so attracted to your message because it was a good message. You may not have had the, the understanding of the substrata of your, of your moral code, but it was there and, and your heart was in the right place. In our other episode uh, this week, we talked about um, a little memorial that was made for um, Ashley Babbitt on the on the uh, just outside the Capitol, and how some woman came up and started singing "F Ashley Babbitt" and kicking over the things and talking about, you know, just basically destroying you know a memorial to this person. That person is also in an error, in error as we were, but her heart is not in the right place, and. Neither are the hearts of the people who are determined to take children away from their parents and raise them in their own uh, image. And to me, that's the, the fundamental issue with, with young people. Good eggs can make some bad decisions. Bad eggs never make good decisions. Indeed, man. And, you know, in, in my... My other issue is it's something I've been trying to like tell like uh, Republican voters for a long time in terms of and we both have um, the cultural approach to all this. Now, this is uh, Tom McDonald is somebody who's representing in culture, in, particularly entertainment culture, which is going to be pop culture. And these these things have a lot of influence and they have a lot of sway with people. 
And Good. for a long time, I've been trying to tell Republicans because their response is so often, who cares what these celebrities think? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? And I'm like, well, millions of people do. And that's something that you don't want to be sour grapes about. And you need representatives in the culture. And it's, it's like this whole thing of like waiting for you know, this political messiah to come in and, and fix and change everything. And now, you know, this person comes in and he's got all the tattoos and stuff like that and using foul language and, and whatnot. But he's become like this darling, you know, because he has said these things. And I'm like, OK, it is what it is. Um, and it's like, why is it to why is it taken now? There's something like I even remember when uh, uh, I would do interviews on Fox News, I would try to tell them, um, don't put me on there as a pun, as a pundit only or, you know, um, a commentator. Uh, I'm a musician. I'm the drummer for 20 Pound Sledge. And they didn't want to do it because they just wanted to put me on there as a comment. Not, not, not even make an introduction of me at all. Hey, here's just, just you know, it's, it was it was like there was never any sort of news or article or report about me. It was just, hey, here's a black guy to refute what other black people are saying. Exactly. You know, and it was like, don't do that. And they didn't want to go to the trouble or the time to find out why. Right. Right. You know, it's, it, that's and that was just what it was. I was, I was like a prop. And um, so that being said, I'm like, look, make the culture connection. Don't just have me on there as just some black guy who makes commentaries on the right wing. I'm a musician. Artists have a lot of sway in the culture, you know, and, but you don't want to get out there and be like, I'm an artist. You should listen to what I'm saying. You don't have to. That wasn't was the point. But people are going to listen to artists, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's start me. Not not. It's not about promoting me. It's just starting to make that cultural connection. And it was just something that was overlooked for all time. And now, look at it now. It's like, oh, Kanye said this. Ooh, you know, this, this celebrity said that. And listen, and because, because they said something, you know, halfway sounding conservative. Now, all of a sudden, they care what they think when they were just saying, we don't care what these celebrities think. So I've mm -hmm. always, you know, like had, you know, issues about that. And I'm, I'm glad they're catching on something. Maybe it didn't catch on with me, but I guess now it's catching on somewhere. You know, but be careful, folks, because even when you go to, you know, the guy's page, like I said, his heart's in the right place. Pray receives the Lord's peace and truth. But she it's kind of sideways when, you know, you go to his page and he's got like baby gear, like stuff that you could buy for your babies. And, and the shirt says, uh, what is it? The Hangover Gang. And he tells you flat out, what is the Hangover Gang? Well, the Hangover Gang was when, you know, we used to get drunk and we would wake up hang hangover. So this is the thing that you want to introduce your kid to. You want your kid to have a shirt on it. This is Hangover Gang. You know, it's like, you know, those kind of things, they seem subtle. They seem cute. But that is how the doom gets in the door. And, and then we're going to be wondering, how is it that the next generation is so dang stupid? Stuff like that. I mean, I'm off. Yep. <laughs> I give you I, give, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that, like really quick before I go ahead. And, and my only uh, thoughts on that were when I saw the guy had tattooed his eyelids, my first thought was credibility. Mm. Well. Nowadays, um, I guess that kind of that kind of look has it goes a long way in the culture. I mean, I don't think first, I, I have no objections to tattoos. I think there's a, a little bit of, you know, there might be some overkill. But who's to say, you know, what is overkill? Somebody wants to go ahead and tattoo their whole face and stuff like that. I mean, that is His what his heart is. seems in the right place. Yeah. But the tattoo needle didn't. He's like, man, what were you doing? Man? Were you were you watching something else while you're tattooing? You, you tattooing his face, bro. You tattooing his face. But that's I guess that's the that's the style now. But at any rate, folks, you know, we're not trying to be like fuddy duddies or anything like that. We, we understand that there is the importance of using creative media and creative outlet to move a message, not just, you know, 
always trying to like particularly reason with people. You know, it's, it, it, I know it seems as easily easy as two plus two to understand, but when a person doesn't speak that language, you know, sometimes even mathematics, you know, might might you know, it, being a universal language may still need some help. You know what I'm saying? So at any rate, folks, we hope that you will support us in our effort to move these messages in the culture through creative media and stuff like that. And you can do that by going over to BillWhittle.com, become a subscriber, make it a one-time donation or anything like that. Make sure you share these videos, all that good stuff. And uh, that way, you know, uh, you, you, your kids can watch c c cool people like us. All right. <laughs> right on. Thank you guys for Bill Whittle. I'm Alfonso Rachel, Virtue Signal. See y'all next time.